listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hey everybody, it's Earth Oddity. It's John and Tiny. Hello. And we're back again after a week off. We're back. Yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> you're the one who dodged the podcast. Hey, did anything happen while we were gone? <laughs> no. Nothing important, right? No, we, didn't, really. we didn't miss any huge no. global events. Global no. events, did we? No. I don't even want to get into all that. <laughs> I don't even really know what's going on. So it's the the Israelis and the Palestinians are fighting right. again. They over tend to the do this. Same area they've been fighting over for two thousand years. Well, more specifically since 1948, but yeah. But yeah, there's been a little conflict over there. Yeah, but God's fight, that's fine. Yeah, that's what everybody thinks. So yeah, they're fighting over nothing. Whatever, I don't don't know enough about it to comment. Mm -hmm. I stand with Israel, I'm on the record. (laughs) I I agree, I I support Israel. I do kind of wish they would pull back those West Bank... Settlements. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough about it because it's like for my entire life, they've been talking about Israel and Palestine and both of them being mean to each other. Mm-hmm. That at some point I was just like, oh, John ain't going to figure this one out. I don't need to keep up with it. <laughs> right. I don't know who's right, who's wrong. Well, they, I don't know. It seems like every few years, uh, you know, Hamas will start launching rockets yeah, at right. Israel. Then Israel will respond well, viciously. <laughs> vicious, vicious like, response. That's like your kid waking you up from a really good nap. <laughs> and then and everybody gets mad them. at Israel. Yeah. And Israel's like, well, they started it. And it's like, yeah, well, you killed like a thousand of their people right. for every one casualty you had. It's kind of gangster. Like, you come for one of us, we're taking 10 of you. And they're like, uh, yeah, look, well, hey, you're mad because we're good at war. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. don't start, no, it won't be nothing. <laughs> I think is Israel's stance, right? right? And then and they're they like, "But up, we're gonna put a neighborhood right here, and a little and bit further." Gonna, yeah, yeah, and you're not gonna do nothing. Right. Yeah, and you ain't gonna do nothing about it. And I know that you see people in the media; they're mad because you know Israel has a blockade around the Gaza Strip because right. they don't want weapons to get in there, right? Which I think is legitimate. But then they also kind of don't let chocolate in, yeah, <laughs> and other stuff. Sure, you know, all kind of things. Baby formula, maybe. <laughs> it seems like from an outsider's non-biased perspective, seems like they're just trying to make things so crappy that yeah. they just leave. Well, I, like I said, I, I don't, I don't know enough about it to even speak intelligently about anything. I know that I'm happy to now support two wars that. We're not involved in in any way. We haven't we haven't supported officially. We're giving money. I get. We have been giving money to Israel for forever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But now look, we also gave money to Iran. Yes, we which did. allowed them to get all those rockets to the yeah. the Hamas. So weird how that works. <laughs> it's like that meme I sent you. Yes, is the pictures of the rockets being launched, and then also pictures of the intercepting <laughs> rockets from the Iron Dome. Right, and both of them were labeled U.S. taxpayer dollars. <laughs> I do have a little, we're hitting politics. <laughs> we don't need to be doing it. Let's stop right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thomas is applying for colleges tonight, which was kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Except 
he has nothing on his resume other than I make great grades and I play in the band. They're like, what are your extracurricular activities? Like, band. That's it. (laughs) He doesn't do anything else. Well, what else do they want? I don't really know. I figure, you know, they want you to be in the SGA and all that. I mean, what's she's like? What's the SGA? Student government. Okay. Yeah. I'm former student government president. We Mm -hmm. call it student council at Fayette. I don't want to brag. I was a president. So. Take that. I didn't vote for you. No, you weren't in school. Were you I in school? Yeah. I don't, we may, when did you graduate? 95. I graduated 99. So we, yeah, you graduated with Deidre's sister. Okay. But so if we you were just there, missed each other, did we? Because if you were there in ninth grade, I think Jennifer was there in ninth grade. Well, I may have been a when freshman a when you were a senior. Yeah. But, but yeah. I would have never even no, noticed you. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was so cool. And <laughs> you were. You were not. Not cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was your student council president. You're welcome. For, thank you for my service, please. <laughs> the only reason I ran for student council president is another guy told me that he wanted to be student council president and no one could beat him. And I was and like, you were, I'm going to beat you just because yeah. you said no one could beat you. What won it for me is you had to get a nomination speech in front of the whole school. And I got Angie Newman, who's been on an episode of uh, was of people from Mississippi that fix up people's houses. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. They were in Laurel, Mississippi. Anyways, okay. hometown, those people. Okay. They fixed up her house on an episode one time. <laughs> Beautiful girl. She's a senior. I was a junior running to be the president my senior year. I got her to do my introduction speech, and I was like, Angie, you have to look the hottest you've ever looked in your life. <laughs> I was like, it's very important that you look hot. She wore quite possibly the hottest dress I've ever seen a <laughs> ever girl seen? wear. And walked in front of the entire student body on the gym floor nominated me to run. I gave a speech, cracked a few jokes, one landslide, <laughs> by the way. I'm like Trump when it comes to this. I'm yeah. the, the greatest student president yeah. ever. And then I didn't do anything as student council president, except I abolished the parking hierarchy in the parking lot because used to seniors could park like on the front row mm-hmm. close to school and then juniors next. And I was like, that was a good way to get the freshman and sophomore class to vote for you. Well, I, no, I didn't even make that a promise. I, I was in okay. charge of writing people who was parked in the wrong row tickets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this thing, I'm not the cops, man. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be the bad guy. Yeah. Do away with it all. and let people first come first serve it. Like it should work. Mm hmm. And then a lot of people in my class were mad about that. And I was like, yeah. Be mad. That's what you get. I'm the president. I'm a one-term president. What are you going to do? What are y'all going to do to me? (laughs) I'm never going to see y'all again, except for that one class reunion where people were bickering. So, yeah. Anyways, that's that. Well, what do we got? What's what's more exciting (laughs) than politics than (laughs) high school politics from 30 years ago? (laughs) Yeah. We know how to engage the listener. Well, that was a very controversial uh, bill yeah. you got passed to abolish the parking yes. hierarchy. Right. Shout out, Angie Newman. I still love you. If I could see you today, I would hug your neck. One of my all-time great friends. So Nice. Yeah. Well, what happened in the news? <laughs> we're talking about what's really important. Sure. 
What happened as far as odd news goes? Well, let's see. I got a story about a sheriff who wants to wish his mom a happy birthday. Okay. A uh, The nationwide alert, there was some controversy over that. And then we're going to talk about Harry Dick Road. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about Winnie the Pooh. I have a story about ring doorbells and extraterrestrials. Okay. But I was going to start with this one. Netflix. Are you are you are you a subscriber? I am a subscriber. Okay. Well, they plan to open brick and mortar locations. Oh yeah, that's what according to NPR. Yeah. Well, that's a novel concept. <laughs> what are they going to sell? I I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Netflix recently shuttered the longstanding mail-in DVD service that led to the closure of video stores around the world and ushered in a new era of streaming. Yeah. Are you aware of that? Yes. They, they that, recently got rid right. of that. And that was a, a revolutionary thing. Mm-hmm. I never participated in it because I was like, this is a scam somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, we will not be getting them through the mail. We'll go down to the store like normal Americans and rent our movies. <laughs> but now the company appears to be embracing brick and mortar, according to a Bloomberg report quoting Josh Simon, the company's vice president of consumer products. Netflix aims to open a network of stores offering retail, dining, and live entertainment that uh, leverage its TV shows and movies. Okay. So this is just... Uh, is this like a Disney store, but it's Netflix? Yeah, like a hard thing? rock cafe for Netflix. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. This is really just Netflix getting into the real estate game. Look, we're buying property now, <laughs> right. y'all. We're yeah. going to see if we can make some money we're on it. going to sell some hoodies. Yeah, right. You can and, come get the Stranger Things burger. Yeah. And if it doesn't pan out, then we'll lease it to Margaritaville or something right. for the next 30 years. They have not announced what they'll be selling at the locations. It's unclear if DVDs or any type of physical media will be a part of the inventory. My guess would be no. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> the streamer plans to open the first two of these Netflix house locations in unannounced cities in the U.S. in 2025 and then hopes to expand the concept to major cities around the world thereafter. Quote, we've seen how much fans love to immerse themselves in the world of our movies and TV shows, Simon told Bloomberg. And we've been thinking a lot about how we can take that to the next level. Netflix did not immediately respond <clears throat> to NPR's request for comment. Though Disney, a major Netflix competitor, have been in retail, dining, and live entertainment spaces for decades, such offerings have not yet been a part of Netflix's core brand, but the company has recently been dabbling in these areas. Earlier this year, the streamer opened a pop-up restaurant in Los Angeles featuring menu items created by chefs associated with Netflix cooking shows. The company has also launched pop-up stores offering merchandise from its hit show Stranger Things in cities such as Paris, Las Vegas, and Chicago. It was involved. It was also involved in the Queen's Ball, a Bridgerton experience, a traveling production that recreated sets from the Netflix show Bridgerton with actors, live music, and dancing. Oh, that sounds sweet. <laughs> Deidre would have loved it. I wish I had known about it because mm-hmm. she liked that show. I don't think they came to Alabama. Probably not. <laughs> We're not their target audience yeah. down here. <laughs> you might get Nashville on like the last leg, oh, yeah, last leg for of the sure. tour. Yeah. yeah. Nashville is your best shot uh, that's close to here. New yeah. Orleans would probably go over. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, they're a little more 
on the edge. It's not unusual for successful online brands to gravitate to the physical world. Amazon, for example, opened brick-and-mortar stores and acquired Whole Foods Market. Uh, Netflix is an ecosystem. It opened a merchandise shop a couple years ago. It's investing in mobile games. It's more than just a place for your remote control to gravitate to at the end of a long day, said Rick Mooneritz, a senior media analyst with the investment advice company. The Motley Fool, in a statement to NPR, success in the real world through location-based entertainment is the spoils of victory for a leading tastemaker. If Disney and NBC Universal can operate theme parks, I give Netflix a decent shot of succeeding with this venture. So, there you go. Yeah. I don't know that I would pick to go to a uh, Netflix <laughs> Yeah, the Netflix either. experience. Is this something you do when you've just made all the money? Yeah, that's what just it is. Like, you start buying real estate. This is basically just a, a big giant company making it rain. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're flexing on everybody. Yes. Yeah, which I mean, they really led the way in transforming how media is consumed. You know, yeah, that's an impressive feat. They when you killed think about Hotbuster. It. I never. Yeah. Thought that would have happened, yeah. but they did it. They put an entire industry out, which was just VCRs, everything. Mm-hmm. That's them. They're responsible for that. I was listening to a podcast about it was something like the top 10 worst business decisions ever. Yeah. And uh, before Netflix became, well, I, I, they were already, they were operating as a you know DVD by mail service. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went, they like pitched their business to Blockbuster to see if they wanted to buy them. Oh, and they were like, and they were like, no, no, we're good, kid. Get <laughs> exactly. on out of here. Yeah. Now get on. We're we're sitting pretty good <laughs> right now. Did they know <laughs> they were signing their own death warrant Man, when they did that? You could be streaming from Block. You could have Blockbuster and chill. That's what yeah. we had our whole life, really. I t- and also even now they were late to the game, but if you remember, right there at the end. Blockbuster started a uh, a, a right. movie by mail part of their business. Yeah. And it was a pretty good deal. I remember they didn't have quite as many movies as Netflix had, but you could you had your little queue and you could actually return them to stores hmm. and then rent another movie from the store while you were waiting on your next mail movie to come yeah. in. I think it was Blockbuster All Access. Hmm. And it was losing money. I listened to an episode of Business Wars about this. It was losing money, but it was quickly gaining subscribers, and there was a certain threshold they had to get to for it to break even. Yeah. And then Netflix brought in a new CEO who had been like the CEO of like 7-Eleven or something, and he was like, if it's not making money, we're shutting it down. Yeah. And like the guy who was head of that, he uh, he quit his job, uh-huh. and the blockbuster all-access was ended. And then they were out of business Man. shortly thereafter. And they might could have gained enough steam, you know. Yeah, because people to at least be competitive longer. Yeah, probably. They, they were they were taking customers from Netflix, right? Because people who did movies by mail were like, "Hey, I, instead of waiting on a movie from Netflix, I can go ahead and take my movie back to Blockbuster and get another one while yeah, I'm waiting. While I'm waiting on my next movie, so." Yeah. I mean, that's pretty innovative. Yeah. I think they were something like a million subscribers shy of getting to like the break even point. Uh, and they looked like they were a few months. Like if they had kept growing at the rate they were, they were just a few short months from getting there. Golly. And then they, they, they cut it killed off. It. They, they killed it. Well, that happens sometimes. Hindsight's 2020. So. It sure is. It sure is. 
I've realized that a lot in my life, you know, looking back. <laughs> perennial potholes I could have dodged, but I didn't. <laughs> but looking back, I see them just fine. And that's how life works. Okay. Let's talk about the nationwide emergency alert that went out um, about, what was it, the 4th of October? Yeah, it was 10 4. So there's all kind of conspiracy about this. Did you hear about all that? <laughs> no, I was asleep when it happened, yeah. and my phone was like on the other side of the house, so I completely <laughs> missed it. You missed it. Altogether. I, too, was asleep on my little nut lunchtime 15-minute nap <laughs> I take after I eat my pimento cheese sandwich. And it woke me up, and it made me mad. I was like, darn you, Biden. What are you doing? <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, right. But uh, some people thought this was going to be JFK Jr. coming back, all kind of stuff. So, But Amish men have been shunned after nationwide emergency alert outs them for having phones. Oh, no. <laughs> Members of the Amish community have been shunned by their church after the recent test of an emergency alert system outed them as having procured forbidden mobile phones. The alarms, part of the nationwide emergency alert drill that the U.S. government carried out on October 4th, drew the attention of community elders in Ohio. Eli Yoder, a former member of the Amish community, took to TikTok to share the story. (laughs) Okay, this is fake. (laughs) No, the Amish are on TikTok. They're on TikTok. They are. Man, they got some baddies that are Amish. Just mm. like you got a, you know, a Baptist youth who might sneak a beer every once in a while. Right. In the Amish community, that's getting a phone and getting a TikTok account. <laughs> uh, in which he explained how three of his friends had gotten into trouble after the devices were discovered. Hey, guess what? I just got a couple of my Amish buddies shunned today by the Amish church. That's right. Over the years, there's been quite a few Amish men that reached out and wanted phones. So whenever they request uh, to have a phone, I'll do everything I can to try to get them a phone. Not always can I, uh, but in some circumstances, I've been able to get them a phone. He said phone a lot in that one little <laughs> paragraph. What's he talking about? He's talking about phones. <laughs> so they're like, hey, bud, I want a phone. He's like, I can't get you a phone right now but when i get paid i'll go to walmart and get your cricket wireless you know or something and mm-hmm. i'll meet me back at the butter churning and i'll slip it to you or whatever <laughs> who are the amish people calling <laughs> like you know bad amish people with let phones? me ask tiny <laughs> if you're amish and you get a phone and you're a young man it's just porn all the time <laughs> Of course, that's what it is. You get that on a Cricket wireless prepaid phone? Absolutely. (laughs) That's the only reason I have one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Surely, yeah, that's what they're doing, right? I mean, I have no idea, but I'd assume that a prepaid phone... Was just a phone well, and nothing else. Be, I didn't may, think it. I didn't think he got internet access with it. He may add them all his friends and family playing. <laughs> I don't know how he's doing it. <laughs> like, I mean, I think I'm kind of. I know they're getting phones, but are they getting smartphones? I don't know. Let's just, it's better to assume they are. <laughs> they got. They did get a smartphone because they got a nationwide alert, right? Well, they can't do that on a Nokia brick. 
I thought they I thought they could. Oh, I don't but know. But I have no idea. I really don't know either. Yeah. I like to think of it as a smartphone. Hypothetically, if you had your phone turned off, uh huh. Like my dad <laughs> turned his phone off. <laughs> he when if he wasn't using his phone, it yeah. was off. You gotta save that battery. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So if would would you would you get the emergency the, alert when you turn it back on? I don't maybe. Or was so. that a way to miss out on it? Maybe so. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. These boys got discovered <laughs> with their smartphones. You know, we haven't talked about what about all the prisoners with contraband phones? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they probably got busted too. Maybe that's part of what it was. Can you have, imagine having like a smartphone like smuggled up your keister? <laughs> all off. of a sudden it just goes, <laughs> you're like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That would be kind of funny. <laughs> Man, if you're a young Amish boy yeah, and, you know, young teen, early 20s, and you get a smartphone, I mean, after never seeing a lady in anything other than a smart, like a WNBA game would drive you insane. Be like, I can see their knees. Oh, my goodness. They shave their legs. <laughs> right, yes. They suck at basketball. <laughs> But I can see their shoulders. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. All right. Uh, he said, now three of them replied back to me today and said, hey, I'm going to have to lay low for a while. I just got shunned. And I said, <laughs> how's that happen? And I said, the emergency alert that went off. Yeah, we had our phones on vibrate and it still went off. <laughs> now, do you know what shun and you know what they do when they shun you? Yeah, they completely ignore you. Don't speak to you, right? It's silent treatment. Yeah, that's, that's what basically what it is. But like everybody you know, but you can get shunned for a long time. Oh yeah, for like a for like two years, huh? I think. Wow. Now look, I'm taking all my information from the office. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what Dwight. That's what happened to Dwight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, they got shunned. It says, uh, Mr. Yoder said that his one of his friends was in the middle of a visit with community elders to discuss a shunning for oh, different reasons. No, not a, not the community elders. <laughs> and he was talking already about his other shunning, and then this <laughs> happens. He's like, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> I've already been shunned. <laughs> I wonder what the other person getting shunned did. <laughs> I don't know. Here, why can't the Amish have mustaches? They can't have mustaches? All of them just have that, like, chin-strap beard. Well, now, I heard somewhere that when you're young, you shave, and then when you get married, you grow a beard. Right. And but that's they like never their have version. a mustache. Okay. I they, know. like, shave this part and just leave it down at the bottom. Huh. I don't know why that's they can't. a good can. question. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Call in Amish guys with phones <laughs> and leave us a message. You can be anonymous. Yeah, right. We won't out you, Jedediah. Yeah, we would never, never tell Mordecai on you. Sure. I don't <laughs> even know how to, how do you get in touch with the Amish that are like, you know, still abiding by their rules and don't have a phone. I'd have to like drive up <laughs> there. They have an email address. <laughs> no, that's it. You'd have to drive up there and tell them in person. Like, Ooh, guess what? Jenna and I called in our podcast three months ago. I just now saved up enough vacation time to come up here and let you know, shun him. That would be a hilarious bit. <laughs> shun him right now. Right now. Do it on the podcast. Talk to the mic. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's pretty good. Um, all right. That's enough of this. The apparently it's true though. Amish uh, are adverse to any technology which they feel weakens the family structure. Let me tell you what, cell phones will do that <laughs> right there. <laughs> I think they're on to something. <laughs> yeah, I think they're on to something. Well, now Mario Kart actually strengthens the family structure. <laughs> Not my family. It wouldn't have fist fighting. <laughs> well, I, I'm always number one. Nobody oh, yeah? can beat me unless I allow them to win. Have I? Did I so. tell you about the Mario Kart thing Thomas bought? Uh-oh. You would love this. <laughs> Sounds like it. Y'all are a sort of kindred spirits. <laughs> are you sure you're not his real dad? I, I am sure. He's too short. I mean, he had your jeans. He would be good at basketball or something. Uh, he bought this Mario Kart, and you set up a course around the house. And okay. it has a little cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Nintendo product. It has a little Mario Kart that you drive around that has a camera on it, and it casts the TV, and you race the race course around your house with your, uh, what's the Nintendo thing called? Controller? Your uh, Switch? Yeah, your Switch controller. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Man, can I come over and play it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, you got to come knock on the door. Hey, Thomas, can I come in and play? <laughs> the only bad thing is in our, if you had a, a lot bigger room like it would the signal cuts out kind of behind the wall i see what you're saying but if there if that wall wasn't there it was mm-hmm. going through what is supposed to be a dining room but we just call it the music room or through if the you kitchen. Could, or if you could like connect it through your wi-fi yeah then you could drive it everywhere like my kids That's had true. a cosmo do you remember cosmo i have no idea what that is cosmo was this little robot and it there was an app you downloaded it on your ipad and then you would switch your iPad's Wi-Fi signal to Cosmo's Wi-Fi signal. Okay. And that lets you drive him around. And oh, that's cool. He had a camera. And you could also type stuff that you wanted him to say. Oh. And then he would also like do a lot of other like fun games. Huh. There's a lot of stuff you could do with him. We hadn't. We need to bust out Cosmo. We ain't done Cosmo in a while. Here's a great idea I'm going to give you. You bust out Cosmo. Don't tell anybody you're busting him out. <laughs> One night when the kid's asleep, you just send him all in there to Tara. <laughs> type a little sexy message up. Set the mood, right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then go- Cosmo's out for the kids the next morning to play with. <laughs> yeah. Y'all might want to sleep in. Yeah. Let me go see if I can uh, find his charging cable. <laughs> I think he's still on USB 1. Okay. So. <laughs> sure. I'm sure that'll work. Well, John, uh, ring doorbell cameras. Yeah. Pretty cool. You have one, don't you? I have one. Do you have yeah. one? Oh, no. Never. Oh, That's man. how they get you. You just don't put them inside your house. They're gonna get you. They're gonna know what you're bringing in your house, out your house. That's how they get you. If I ever have anything to hide, I just come in the garage. They'll be covering that area. Your neighbor across the street will be covering that area for them. My neighbor is a former police detective. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just gonna have to behave myself. Let me. All right. Can speaking of your neighbor. Yeah. Okay. I'm angry on your behalf. I've gotten angry oh, about no. the cars parking on the street. <laughs> Not you too. <laughs> I'm not really angry about it. I was just looking as I was walking up here. I was like, nobody parks in their driveway. Mm-hmm. Why don't they put the cars in the driveway? Well, and because not parked. I think there's like ten people that live there. That's fine. And they've got a two car garage. That's okay. We so. only have one car in our garage. We we all park in the driveway unless mm-hmm. something crazy happens. I tried to remind Tara because. 
Tara, she, she, get a little mad she gets it. a little ill I about it. I could get her started up. <laughs> you could. You absolutely could. And I try to remind her, I'm like, you know, it's, it's going to be two and a half short years. That's right. We're going to have another vehicle. That's right. And unless you want to be the one going out there and moving it all the time, I suggest we don't stir this pot. <laughs> That's right. Maybe some of their kids will move out <laughs> yeah. in that time. Yeah. And honestly, I don't have an issue. Like it, it's it's not a problem for me to back up. I'm right. a man, I guess. <laughs> I can properly look over my shoulder and and, and cut your and wheel. Look at my blind spot. Sure. I don't find that to be an impossible task. Right. But yeah, she gets a little irritated about it. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, they got plenty of room at least to put two cars in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's only one on the street. That don't bother me as bad as the old dude up here. Uh a few houses down from my on the other side that lives by New York that parks on the street all the time. Oh, he doesn't really? have, he, he's the only driver in his house because he's a single dad. Yeah. And he has nobody else. He's got a Corvette in his garage, which is cool, mm-hmm. but he, that's not his daily driver. He leaves it parked on the street. Uh, I guess if he ever does need to use his Corvette, oh, he can get to it fast. He won't, maybe he he's Batman. To, he wants to get out there quick. Yeah, maybe he's Batman. Yeah, he's on Tinder one night and he's single dad. <laughs> it's an emergency. Matches, yeah, it's an emergency. He goes and gets the van. The kids are with their mom. Yeah, that's mom's that weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Had a late night match. All right, I'll excuse that. Those are all <laughs> acceptable reasons. Yeah. Well, Anyways, anyway, back yeah. to the story. Sorry. Okay. They're offering a million dollars okay. for proof of an extraterrestrial. All right. So if aliens come to visit you and get caught on your ring, ring doorbell, bell, I guess you can. You'll get a million dollars. Which, here's the question. I mean, if I'm ring mm-hmm. and someone tries to collect this, all I have to do is say, that's not an extraterrestrial, that's yeah. a demon. How are you going to prove <laughs> How you gonna prove that it come from another planet? That's good. Yeah, I would just be like, "That's clearly fake." <laughs> oh, everything everybody brought me, that's fake. Like, how, how can you prove it's fake? Like, how can you prove it's real? I would like to be like, uh, I, I believe this footage is one hundred percent genuine, but that's a demon, not a, not an <laughs> that's alien. Not an alien. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> A video doorbell company Ring, owned by Amazon, announced today an out-of-this-world competition. Ring's million-dollar search for extraterrestrials offers a staggering $1 million grand prize to anyone 18 or older living in the 50 U.S. states who manages to capture unaltered video evidence of a real extraterrestrial life form using their Ring camera. Yeah. Video doorbells and home security cameras have gained huge popularity in the last decade, helping customers protect their homes and capture life's unexpected and sometimes hilarious moments. Now the company is encouraging their users to turn their attention to the unexplored cosmos just in time for the spookiest season of the year, Halloween. Oh, spooky. Anyone who manages to capture real evidence of extraterrestrial life could be in with a chance to win an amazing a million dollars. Ring's competition comes after revelations surrounding the United States government handling of unidentified aerial phenomena commonly known as UFOs. David Grush, United States Air Force veteran and former Naval Reconnaissance Office employee, made explosive claims under oath during his testimony before the House Oversight Committee. Uh, we all we talked about that on here. He said yeah. that that the government has aliens. Yeah, they got them. Okay. Between October 4th and November 3rd, eligible participants can submit their ring video evidence to be reviewed by a panel of judges and extraterrestrial experts. Dude, we got to fake one of these. <laughs> <laughs> the worst that happens is we don't win. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> if your submission meets all the requirements listed in the official rules, eh, that's not important. Yeah. I don't want to read them. So <laughs> too long, did it? TLDR. <laughs> I said that disqualified me from joining. It. <laughs> it, which includes a definition of extraterrestrial life and definitions of required timing, sound, and video quality. And the expert is convinced that the sighting is undoubtedly scientific evidence. Uh, you can't win this. Yeah. Even if you no. do get an alien, the expert's going to be like, <laughs> the expert's going to be like, no, that's not scientific evidence. <laughs> Uh, and even if you don't catch a sighting of a re- real UFO, Ring is offering a chance to win an Amazon gift card worth $500. Oh, there you uh, go. For those who display out-of-this-world creativity with their extraterrestrial costumes, makeup, props, and other things. Sure. So we, we can back you get that. Well, they're turning this into a marketing campaign. Which is they're brilliant. be running Ring commercials <laughs> with all this footage about catching it. And it's going to be cute and funny. Yeah. And all these people did this for free for them. So... But brilliant idea. But a few lucky people got a five hundred dollar. Got five hundred dollars yeah. in company sure credit <laughs> at the company store. At the company store. Yeah, brilliant. This is why Amazon's a billion dollar corporation. Yeah. yeah. For more information about how to get involved in the competition, you can find it at www.ringmilliondollarsighting.com. Well, they ain't getting me. <laughs> they can get all y'all they ain't getting free labor out of me yeah but, i might could just walk past the camera <laughs> did you see the footage of bigfoot that came out i this did week? it yeah shout out to kevin guy i work with he sent he texted oh, yeah? me that yeah big kev thanks buddy <laughs> I, that's true everybody knows it's real i've been telling y'all for forever yeah surely it wasn't a guy just in a suit out there <laughs> surely not nah, who would do that out in the middle of nowhere right right you know, a half mile from a downtown area. Well, you know, we talked about that one dude on the show who uh, died. Yes. Right. Across the highway in a ghillie suit. That'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. <laughs> to all the mothers out there, if your sons love you, I mean, I love my mama more than anything, right? Well, the Wayne County Sheriff uh, defends soliciting cash for his mother's birthday. Oh, no. Oh, all right. It reloaded. This is from Detroit. A social media request made by Wayne County Sheriff, made by the Wayne County Sheriff, has raised eyebrows among other elected officials and appears to violate the county's ethics ordinance, according to the former chair of the ethics board. Earlier this month, Sheriff Raphael Washington took to Facebook to acknowledge his mother's birthday, uh, writing, Hey, family, help me celebrate my mother today. God has blessed her to see 86 years on this earth. If you would like to be a blessing to my mom today, feel free to cash app her. <laughs> then tell his Facebook friends where they could directly send her money. His 86-year-old mama's got cash app. <laughs> was his was her his mama's cash app Raphael? Sheriff Raphael. <laughs> yeah, Raphael Gmail.com. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the posting later confirmed by the sheriff's office was shared with Seven Action News by one of Washington's Facebook friends. I'm actually surprised a sheriff would do something like this, said Karen Pinkins, who spent two <laughs> of terms. Karen yeah. don't like it. It is C A R R O N. Who spent two terms on the Wayne County Board of Ethics, including the last four as its chair. My understanding is he seems like a very intelligent man, and this does seem to cross the line. 
Um, nearly a year ago, Washington was elected to finish the term of former Wayne County Sheriff Benny Napoleon after he died from COVID-19. Clearly made up a virus that the government <laughs> put on us, right? I like well, to remind people that, who are on that trip right now that it was all fake. Is that I mean, people actually died. So, right. Yeah. But it probably did come from a lab. Definitely. They've already <laughs> yes. pretty much confirmed that. <laughs> the first, They said patient zero were two employees at the lab. Sure. Right. Yeah. So they yeah. must have got it from the wet market. <laughs> Pinkins went on to say, uh, that's the problem you have with something like this. You do incur people who may come along and decide this is a way to curry favor. Donate to the sheriff's mother, large donations. That's going to be seen as that might get me some access to the sheriff. One of the prohibitions of the law reads, uh, except as permitted by this chapter, a person shall not offer, give, or agree to any public servant, nor shall a public servant solicit, demand, accept, or agree to accept from another person a gratuity for themselves or for a relative or domestic partner. So this guy just wanted to make his mom a few bucks on her birthday. I don't understand why you do that. Another thing that bothers me are uh, I see this most often with ladies that like pin a dollar bill to their shirt on their birthday and they want you to pin one on there too. I'm not familiar with this practice. Oh, you've never seen Is that? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if a woman wants me to you're running in. I mean, it don't really happen in the Bell Mead crowd. Okay. This okay. is more the Dollar General convenience store mm-hmm. ladies working crowd. Yeah. And they're like, you know, hey, give me a dollar for my birthday. If a woman wants me to give her a dollar yeah. or pin a dollar to her clothes, she needs to be wearing a G string. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm like, I will never give you money. <laughs> like, I don't even know you. Like, my wife's birthday is Wednesday. I'm not getting her anything. Why would I give you a dollar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dealer told me not to get her anything, so that's why I'm not getting her anything, because we got to pay for all kind of stuff. She's like, let's just save money and don't get me a gift. It's like, this is why I love you, <laughs> you know? So, um, but yeah, why are you asking for your mama money on Facebook for anyways? My assumption would be the maybe the sheriff office just has a ton of followers and they just know a ton of people. Yeah. We'll see it. I know when it comes to stuff like this, a lot of times it's just a numbers game. But like remember years ago when President Barack Obama's Twitter got hacked. Yeah. And it was all like, I'm matching donations. Yes. Send crypto to this address. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so but I don't understand the logic behind going, it's my mama's birthday, kick her some money on her cash app. I can't mm-hmm. see me getting online and doing that for my mom. I don't know. And if you're the sheriff, I think you get a pretty decent salary to do that. So you just give your mama, if she need money, give your mama some money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of appalling behavior. To at me. 86? Yeah. You say at 86 years old. I mean, I mean she's just most, most of her money is is probably going to him. Yeah, back, you would think so. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, he's going to get something. Maybe I'll sell some property or yeah. something like that. I don't understand the logic behind it. Oh, I understand the logic perfectly. It's just yeah. not ethical. <laughs> I, would, 
I'm I'm going to sound this is going to sound meaner than I intended to. Okay. Quit asking people for money online. Everybody is doing it for everything. You know why? Why? Because people give. I know. <laughs> That's it. Quit asking for money online, y'all. I don't I don't trust it. It's gotten to be like the supermarket asking me to donate to blind kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just auto, you're an automatic no for asking me. If you would not ask me, I would give money to blind kids, but you've asked me, I'm telling you no. It's this way now with people doing GoFundMes yeah. and send me cash out, all that. I saw a lady on Facebook was like, I I this I'm just going out on a limb here. Um, I've started a GoFundMe to get me a new car. If we were like <laughs> This is a few years ago. And I, I scouts honor this happened. <laughs> I'm not lying. And somebody was like, Oh, are, are you outside of a ride? I got one you can you can borrow for a while or whatever. And she's like, No, I just want a new car. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was she like super hot and wearing a bikini? Oh no. <laughs> she was not hot. <laughs> she was not hot. Opposite of it. And I was going to uh I followed it for a little while. It stayed at zero dollars. I was so proud of everybody else on the internet. <laughs> Good job, y'all. I was like, we all did it, guys. <laughs> Give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I see it in like all the yard sale groups and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some, if you want Alabama culture, join some <laughs> yard sale groups on Facebook. This is the best. People asking for money, you know. And everybody always does what you should do. Go to the Christian Center of Concern. Go to Love, Inc. They can help you. Uh, we have a lot of organizations in town that can help you if you need to feed your kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody ever goes to any of those places. They just want 50 bucks. Just a cash out of 50 bucks or whatever. It's a grift. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm off of the subject now. Let's move on. All right. Um so Your did you get any money? Okay, that's the end of story. Oh, no, yeah, he he took it all down. Okay. That's the end of it. All yeah, right. he took it all down. I'm appalled that he would even ask. Mm-hmm. Bothers me. Uh, parents outraged after teacher accidentally shows Winnie the Pooh slasher film okay. to fourth graders in Miami Springs. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Miami Springs, Florida. A teacher at a Miami Springs school accidentally showed students a slasher film it featured Winnie the Pooh angering several parents who are now wondering how the campus mishap happened. Just first thoughts. That teacher's awesome. <laughs> High five. <laughs> He's the cool teacher. She's the cool teacher. Yeah. Yeah. A film shown to some fourth graders at the Academy for Innovative Education Charter School did not depict a, a how do you say that person's name? Mill, Millie? Mill, who, who wrote the book? Oh, I have no clue. Anyway, it's not their cute and cuddly bear. The movie selection was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a <laughs> horror take on author A.A. A. Milne's beloved creation. Quote, honestly, I don't know if I would play that for fourth grade. Parent Melissa Barteo said. So she's not sure. Yeah. <laughs> she's half in the bag. She's thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's not sure if she would do it. <laughs> Uh, Vareo, <laughs> a mother to a seven and a 14 year old, te- told Seven News that she heard about the slasher movie that was played. The film, which is not rated, so it's an unrated movie, 
follows Pooh and Piglet as they go on a bloody rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them when he goes to college. The head of school, Verna Hirsch, provided Seven News with a statement which said the video was mistakenly shown by the teacher during indoor lunch. Quote, I don't know how that's mistakenly shown, Barneo said, because it's not like, I mean, you have to choose what you're putting on. Everything now is electric. <laughs> it's not like a, <laughs> it's electric. <laughs> it's not like a VHS that could have been having the wrong cover. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the wrong DVD was in the wrong sure. case. Right, I get what you <laughs> Everything's electric now. It's all electric. <laughs> 20 minutes of the film was played, and according to Hirsch, only one scary scene was shown, and then the okay. teacher turned it off. Well, what's the problem? Yeah, right. It was only one scary yeah, scene. Oh, kids, don't worry about that. <laughs> No, Winnie the Pooh's still alive. <laughs> I was going to say, your Winnie the Pooh is not going to come to life at night and <laughs> chop you up. Uh, terrible, because at that age, they are scared of everything, Barrio said. Sounds like he got some weak kids, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know? yes. I mean, let's be honest about it. I'm sorry you're raising wimps. <laughs> I mean, they're fourth grade. How old sure. is fourth grade? I mean, it's like 10. What, 10? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They, they should know that yeah. Winnie the Pooh's not real. If they haven't seen their dad kill an animal by that age, mm-hmm. they're gone. You just write those kids off. I was going to say, not to mention, but I know when I was that age, I had seen Friday the 13th parts one through nine. So, <laughs> so I don't, I've never liked scary movies. Yeah. I don't like being scared. I don't like Halloween. I'm Baptist. I love fall festival. I don't like any of it. I'm, I have not seen. You don't want to watch this film after the podcast no, to see what all the fuss is I will is never about. watch it. I hate all those slasher gory <laughs> stuff. Not really hate it. Yeah. It's just never been my thing. I'm like, I would rather watch a comedy. Well, get this. Well, you, this will make you happy then, John. Okay. Because Hirsch went on to say that mental health counselors were available <laughs> and continue to be available to students at the request of parents, teachers, and or students. Or if you're just John and you want to come down and talk to the counselor. Look. The kids these days are so weak. <laughs> Tiny, I was in second grade when I watched my brother die. Yeah. I haven't had an ounce of counseling. <laughs> Look how normal I am. Excellent point. That's a bad joke. <laughs> I was say, that was a real death. <laughs> it really there was. was. There was no, no special effects. No, no. Yeah, but now they watched. 20 minutes of a scary movie. Winnie the Pooh chopping somebody's head off. They have to get some counseling. (laughs) Come on. Uh, As a mother, Breo just knows how serious this mistake could be. They don't know the kind of fear. They're just not used to that as of yet. She (sighs) said, and there are so many things going on in the world that I don't think a Winnie the Pooh movie of all things should have been put on for them to watch. Well, now hold on. Yeah, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a lot of great <laughs> Winnie the Pooh movies that are age appropriate. Sure, definitely. Yeah, I just like as she's like, there's a lot more things going on in the world. Like, you, what are you talking about, Israel and Palestine with your kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I did talk about it with Hudson, and I was like, look, man. I don't know what's going on, but your grandkids will be paying for this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm all, I'm all in on Ukraine. I can't spare any more, so we'll kick the bucket or kick the buck on down to you, uh, Tiny. This yes. is 
sometimes we tread the line of things that may or may not be appropriate on this show. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um, tired of replacing stolen signs several times a year, Township resolves to rename a road. Harry Dick gets the joke. He just doesn't think it's that funny anymore, and he'd like the thieves who keep stealing the road sign that bears his name to grow up. <laughs> It'll never happen. No. Yeah. All I want is some peace and quietness, he told CBC recently from his home on Harry Dick Road in Eganville, Ontario, about 125 kilometers west of downtown Ottawa. Well, now, I will say that if he's not getting peace and quiet, then these are not very good thieves. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Dick, his real name is John Henry, but he's gone by Harry his whole life. How do we get to there from John Henry? I don't know. That's a good question. And, and how's the dick? Well, Dick's his last name. Okay. Yeah. He's like Andy Dick's uncle. I got you. He's Harry Dick. Uh, okay. Uncle Harry Dick. That makes sense. <laughs> he was born on the rural property, and in 1957, he and his wife Lois moved into one of three houses at the end of the 800-meter gravel drive. They've lived there ever since. The family has called this place home for a century, five generations. Dick's grandson now lives next door and runs a business in town with his wife. The collective memory is a bit foggy on exactly when Harry Dick Road got its name, but it was believed to have been in the 80s appropriately (laughs) when 911 emergency services arrived in the region. That was Developed in Haleyville, Alabama, if you didn't know. Oh, I did know that. America's first 911 was in Haleyville, Alabama. Thank you. You're welcome, I guess, to the rest of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody asked us what to name the road. It was just named Lois Dick told CBC. And so Harry Dick Road was what it was called. And well, well, people think that's very, very funny. And the sign started to disappear. They've been disappearing at a rate of three or four times a year ever since, she said. You're getting um, off good if that's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I want to drive up there right now and get one. <laughs> why Why doesn't he have these signs made up himself and then sell them in his gift shop? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Purchase Harry Dick Road signs yeah. right here. Get for, your official yeah. Harry Dick official Road sign. Harry Dick. Autograph. <laughs> yeah. That's, and then you can, have your picture, you can have your picture made with the original. Right. And yeah. then you can purchase your own. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> That's what I would you do. You get your Harry Dick Road koozies and <laughs> yes. Harry Dick Road sweatshirts. And then you can have your shirts like I. Yeah. I went down <laughs> Harry Dick Road. <laughs> yeah. I rode on Harry Dick Road. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> this is like Big Johnson t-shirts all over for Canadians. Yeah. Dude, we should write him a letter. Like, man, you could make a coin, some coin off of this. Just, yeah. just stick some Earth Oddity stickers in your gift shop for us, <laughs> and you can that's have right. the idea. That's all we. Need. That's all we ask. Uh, I think they're a bunch of idiots, but they're very smart, so they don't get caught. But what can they do with these signs? Lois Dick wondered. And they put them up in their dorm room and duh. they laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yes. they will end up in a bar somewhere eventually. <laughs> um, have you nothing better to do? It'd be really, ash- I'd be really ashamed of my children or grandchildren if I thought they were doing something as idiotic as that. Um, 
So they're going to change the name of the road. Let me see what they're going to change it to. I think they're changing it to John Henry Dick Road. Yeah. So hmm. there you go. Uh, have you ever participated in Steeler Road signs? No, but I've had friends that had yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No dumping is a popular one. It's a very good one. <laughs> Put it up in your bathroom. Very good one. <laughs> uh, shout out to my good friend, Tommy Ritchie, who I haven't seen in probably 25 years. Wherever you are, I hope this message finds you well. I think the world of you. Guy Hunt was governor of Alabama. Right. If I remember correctly, the first Republican governor of Alabama since the forever. (laughs) Our very first one in the 90s, even though everyone claims the party switched in the 60s or 70s. -hmm. Alabama didn't get around to switching until the 90s. We're a little behind. Yeah. Way behind. Uh, he got impeached as governor and removed from office. And him, and I don't remember who was with Tommy, rode to the state line and stole the guy hunt governor sign off the interstate. <laughs> and brought it back. And we're riding through town with it, like hanging out of car windows with it. <laughs> nice. All-time great move right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways... I, if I was Harry Dick, I would just be honored mm-hmm. that people were stealing my sign. You have to know it's funny. As long as you're not the one paying for it. Yeah, right. You're like, I mean, I guess I mean, the tax I, dollars, I, essentially, but you're not yeah. coming all out of your pocket for it. And I mean, you don't want to start losing Amazon packages because sure. the delivery right. driver can't find Harry right. Dick. Like a, you remember that Bibb County FedEx driver that threw all the packages oh down the ravine? Yes. There's just a ravine filled with Harry Dick's packages. Like, Screw y'all's packages. Out, he's out. He wasn't even stealing them. No, he's he was like, just throwing them in the ravine. <laughs> y'all think I'm going to go deliver these? I'm going home. <laughs> Dump them all in the ravine. Go home. Take a nap. Come back at the end of the day. Clock out. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Get back checks until people are like, what's going on? Just the sheer level of not giving a F. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even care about this job. Man. What, are you going to fire me? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay. Uh- <laughs> well, as you may know, Tiny, and our Canadian listeners know, yes. Harry Dick's favorite spice was Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. <laughs> <laughs> We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. I put it on some popcorn Saturday. Nice. It was delicious. Uh, On the website, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. 
You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and both Piggly Wigglies, the one on Lurling Wallace in Northport, and the one in, down Highway 69 South in Taylorville. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, we don't have any voicemails this week. Okay. We did get a text message All right. from Portland Pat. All right. He says, if natural childbirth is called delivery, is a C-section called takeout? <laughs> That's beautiful. That's a great joke. That's pretty good. If Portland Pat, is he the Beavers fan? Uh, the Oregon State fan? I don't know. Oh, okay. I would, they're doing I would pretty be. good. I mean, I'm... I'm a big fan of Beavers as it is. So. <laughs> well, that's what I was say. I watched a little bit of them and uh, UCLA the other night, and uh, they look pretty decent. Nice. Yeah. All right. I don't know who ended up winning that game. I fell asleep. That's mm-hmm. what time zones are no fun during football season. I can't stay up all night and watch a game <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Anyways, go Beavers. I've always been a fan of Beavers. We've also got some questions this week. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask questions on this show. If you have any questions, you can go to our Discord server and link in the show notes. We have a questions, questions, questions sub-channel. You can post them in there, or you can go to our website. That's earthoddity.net, and you can submit them straight to us from there. Like Russell says, go did. Okay. And he says, uh, is The Rocketeer the third best Indiana Jones movie? Okay. I don't remember Indiana Jones in that movie. I don't remember what The Rocketeer is. Oh, at all? Yeah. It's a Disney movie from the 80s, and honestly, it has been so long since is I've watched it, it. The one about Homer Hickman? I have no idea. Or Homer Hickam? I just remember the movie, the trailer poster, like yeah. the movie poster at the movies. I went to see it when I was a kid. But I've saw I've seen it one time, and huh. it was when I was a kid, and what I had mean? to get my grandfather to take this. My mom and dad were still together, so it was years ago. Huh? Let me Google it. The Rocketeer, because that sounds familiar. It's like a Disney something movie. I might would have watched. Okay, I remember the the art, you know, like on the poster. Hmm. I don't remember any of the actors being in it. I mean, I see all the cast, but I don't know. I mean, if Russell is comparing this to Indiana Jones, maybe I need to give it a rewatch. Yeah. I I don't know. No comment. I can't commit either way. Is it on Disney Plus? Our subscription runs out in November, but I've got till then to check it out. I'm selling subscriptions for $2 a month. (laughs) Okay. For $2 a month. Well, what I need to do is figure out how to sell subscriptions at a discounted rate for how many of our logins we got <laughs> that will cover our cost That's plus smart. a little bit extra. That's and then smart. I just so like, hey, if you want to get on the subscription service, you pay John and Deidre. Yeah. 
I'm sure that is way big time illegal. It sounds like it. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. Okay. <laughs> I may have just stumbled onto something great. Trademark, copyright. We need an app that can handle all this. Yeah. And I can invoice through it and everything else. And I'll just sub out my subscriptions and stuff like that. I'm sure all the terms and conditions outlaw that, though. Uh, I do, and I don't know what it is now, but when they first launched it, you could be logged in on nine different devices. Oh, yeah. So, oh, 10 bucks a device? How much yeah. is a subscription a month? Do you know? It's going up, okay. but I don't know what it is. We we used to do annually, but... I think we're canceling ours. I was about to say, we don't, we don't watch it anymore. Yeah, right. So it's just... It's, yeah. In you our ever, opinion, it's not worth it. You ever stumble over to those like free apps that come on your TV and check those out? There's some good stuff on there. There actually is. It's all the all the old stuff that I actually want to watch. Yeah. Because nothing new is good. Sure. It's all on Tubi. Right. Tubi, that was the one. <laughs> Me and Dude got on there the other day. I don't remember what we watched. I was like, oh, well, it's kind of cool. I watched uh, Pumpkinhead on there. Okay. You ever seen Pumpkinhead? Never seen Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead does not get the respect it deserves. This is... I've seen Buckethead. <laughs> no, this is Pumpkinhead. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, yeah. Um, now let's uh, let's hop on over to our Discord server. Uh, next question comes from That's Our Bobo. What is the most current hip term you, that you use on a semi regular basis? Thought, crunk, boom shakalaka. <laughs> it's always boom shakalaka. <laughs> um, I. I Hudson for a long time referred to me as twin. Like he was like, what up twin? I think that's what he said. So I call him that all the time. That's probably the only one I frequently use. Yeah. In my day-to-day dealings, I, I mean, I still say word. Like people be like, Hey, can you do that? I'll be like word. Yeah. I got it. You know, but that's so old. I don't even think that's cool anymore. I'm trying to use based. Okay. More. Okay. You just want to be a 4chan poster. Okay. I got you. I see where you've been hanging out on the internet. I have to consciously uh, remember that, though. Well, the wild thing, and I mean, it's not really wild. It's just that how long I've been seeing based online and how slowly it has worked its way up into the mainstream Mm -hmm. compared to any of the other things I've seen on there that's taken off. Well, let me ask you this, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, like woke, didn't that used to mean you were aware of like conspiracies? I think yeah, you were just aware. Like yeah. like before before it was woke ideology, like you hear your Facebook right. uncle railing about on social media. Sure. It was, hey, stay woke. They're putting fluoride in our water. Yeah. Or they're doing whatever. They're trying yeah, the, to control us. I, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I yeah. Stay woke. The <clears throat> yeah. CIA introduced crack into the inner cities. Yeah, stay yeah. woke. The CIA killed John F. Kennedy. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I, I, yeah. I think it was a little more uh African American centric. Okay. For, you know, things like, you know, look how the white man's getting us, you know, or mm-hmm. how they've gotten us over time. Like CIA introducing crack to the inner cities <laughs> right. or the prison industrial complex we have going on now and all that. That's where I think it really was born out of. And then a bunch of white but, nerds <laughs> were like, like, but now it's like trans men are real men. Yeah. All of that. And vice versa. Everything's woke. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what, that's what, uh, Oh, what's his Dancing with the Stars guy? That's what he wants you to think, is that everything's woke. Matt Walsh. <laughs> oh, Matt Walsh. 
<laughs> I wish he really was on Dancing Man, with the Stars. Man, he got me with that. <laughs> he got me with it. I can't keep him off of my Twitter because he does stuff like that that makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, next question comes from Nicole. What is your and Tiny side hustle? I don't have one. I was about to say, uh, I was cutting grass when it was warm. Oh, speaking does of this, that. Does this podcast count? Yes, this is it. <laughs> You're listening to it. of your lawn care business. Yes. The other day, I'm in the driveway, and the dude that runs with his dog all the time, mm-hmm. he was running by, and he was like, I didn't see you recommend Tiny in the Facebook group. <laughs> And I was like, do what? Because I think I was getting groceries out or something. And uh, he was like, somebody posted about needing some lawn care. And uh, I didn't see you recommend Tiny. I was like, oh, dang, I must have missed it. (laughs) I was genuinely like, dang, I missed it. But it it was funny to me that he realized what was going on. And I think that's the guy who came up to me. Oh, yeah. And was asking me about about <laughs> building a deck or something for him. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, that explains it all yes. now. Okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Speaking of yard, this you know what this is this is a good time as any to talk about. Oh, it. I saw you ride lawnmower. This is what you're gonna talk about. <laughs> yes. Last week, um, uh, I was uh I was minding my own business. I got I was I got a call from my grandmother, my last living grandmother, which is my mom's mother. Uh-huh. Like, hey, you know, Chris, she calls me Chris. Could you give me a call? Uh I really need to talk to you. By the way, it's something good. <laughs> Click. I hung up. But she knew that's the only way I want to call her. Back. <laughs> uh I call her up and she's like, Well, you know, I broke my hip three years ago. And uh, I don't cut my grass anymore, and and I want you to have my lawnmower. Oh wow! And now I had just bought like a brand new push mower. Sure, you remember that story? Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> and I was like, well, thank you very much. It turns out it's a ride mower. Yeah, it's a Husqvarna. Beautiful. I saw that orange beauty over here. <laughs> yes. A family gathered around it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I had to get a new battery for it because it hadn't been started in three years. But That's I, fine. I put a new battery in it and it started right up. Beautiful. And I was immediately driving that thing all over the all over Absolutely. the Absolutely. <laughs> How does it work out there on your heel? Glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> it does not pull that heel. Right. And of course, it says in the instructions, it's like, do not. Yeah, not on a grade. Do not. It will tip over. Yes. But I was like, well, I got to I gotta find out. Sure. Or else I'll just, I'll never, unless I actually try it, I'll always wonder right. if it will work. Because most of my grass is down the hill in the backyard. Right. So my brother, he was over here one Saturday and uh, we had just got it running. And I was like, hey, uh, since you're here, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride, I'm going to try this out. And uh, got no problem getting down the hill. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah. I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna try to try to, and I don't know what I don't know how steep it's steep. Yeah, it's I, don't, steep. I can't tell you what the exact grade is. Uh, I get a run and go, and I get maybe five foot from the top of the hill, hey, well. and the tire starts spinning. 
<laughs> I start sliding backwards, and all of a sudden, next thing I know, it's just boom. I <laughs> don't back down. I tipped it over. Oh, no. <laughs> Sore the next day. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so we tump it back over, and uh, I'm like, <laughs> this is why I waited for you to be here, right. Brad. Before I tried this, because now me and you have to push this. We got to get on that. And so it took us forever to push that thing back up the hill. But we got it up the hill. So I think maybe what I'm going to try, I've been watching some YouTube videos. Uh I think I'm going to try to mount a cheap uh, Harbor Freight winch on the front. Okay. And then just. Already modified it. Are you redneck? Just hook up to a post out back and like winch it down and. And Cut down there and then winch it back up. That ain't so bad. Yeah. Um, so we had a steep grade on our front yard, mm-hmm. and I would mow it on our riding lawnmower. This is the first house we had, and uh, I would have to, like, sit over on the top mm-hmm. side fender and hold onto the wheel to keep it from tumping over. Yeah. Mow my yard for years <laughs> like that. Never once tumped it over. Yeah. That's just a little trick for you in nice. case you need to redistribute some weight, yeah. put a little more traction on that tire. <laughs> you might could put you some little weights on the back and drive it on the grade a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I thought about, I think I'm just going to go with the winch. Yeah. I mean, that sounds cool. Super, super sure. cool. <laughs> yes. Are you going to sink a pole to be your winch pole or are you just going to do it to I your I think porch? I'm going to put like a U-bolt because I've got like this privacy fence yeah, out right. here. And I think I'm just going to put like a U-bolt through a one of the posts yeah. and then just hook onto that. Perfect. Yeah. That'd be good. It's going to be cool. Sure. <laughs> if that don't work, just take your stairs and make you a little path, uh, a switchback path. You can drive it up and <laughs> yeah, down. Uh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next question comes from the driver. Have you ever had a movie scare you? If so, which one was it? Yeah, I've had a ton of movies scare me. <laughs> Is that why f- you don't watch them? The first movie I was ever scared of mm-hmm. was Gremlins. That, when I was a little kid, I was little. That was a scary movie. I was little. We were on a family vacation. Uh-huh. Shout out mom and dad. We usually took one family vacation to the beach a year and one family vacation that was sort of a road trip. Sometimes we'd go to Gatlinburg, right. you know, whatever. And I want to say we were in Mississippi somewhere, and my brother, so I was eight or younger, wanted to watch Gremlins, and we went to the movies and watched it. It scared me to death. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. It scared me to death. Have you watched it since then? No. It's a cute movie. I'm sure it's cute. I love it. I watched that movie but, with my son. He was 10 at the time, and yeah. it didn't bother him. Yeah. I was a weak, but, weak young man, and it scarred me. From then on, I was like, <laughs> I'm out on scary movies. That's no fun. I don't want to stay up all night. Yeah. I watched the Amityville Horror, the original one. Okay. From like the 1970, whatever, when it came out. When I was a, I think I was like 9, 10, maybe. Yeah. And- yeah, I was. I'm right at that age where I'm like wondering if this is all this is real, and it man, I was so I scary. Bet. I bet you mm-hmm. were scared. That's scarier than Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What do you? What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Period. You know, I don't know if scary would be the way I would describe it, but. We went and watched the Blair Witch Project the night it premiered. Right. With a bunch of friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, drove all the way to Birmingham, and it was pretty doggone. 
I can see that because I remember when that movie first came out, that was at the time we didn't have viral marketing right. like that movie had, and it everybody was, like, was everybody thought it was real. Yeah, it yeah. was like the beginning of the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I don't know what year it came out. Maybe ninety eight, ninety nine, something. I was still in high school. I think it was my senior year. I yeah. think it was ninety nine. Let me see, nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. Sure enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. For me, The Exorcist. I think that's okay. the scariest film. Yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty scary. Yeah. The Blair Witch Project, though, I was like, just light a fire, somebody will come. You know. <laughs> that's all and you don't throw do. the map in the creek. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> what, have you never been in the woods in your life? You deserve to get killed <laughs> yeah. by the witch. But I was like, guys. Start a forest fire, <laughs> and, and someone will show up, I promise. Yeah. yeah. Just remember which way the wind's blowing. Stay on the other side of that. You'll be there fine. There was this, we, we got to move on, but there was this show called I Shouldn't Be Alive. It used to come on Investigation Discovery. Uh-huh. There was a guy who got rescued by starting a forest yeah. fire. That's always so, my late, you know, I don't want to have to yeah. burn down Yellowstone when I get lost hiking there or whatever, mm-hmm. but I will. And what was cool or what was neat about the story they actually came across a hiker or a backpacker who had died in the woods. Oh. And they took his matches and used it to start a forest fire. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, huh. that's, that'll happen. Uh, last question comes from That's Our Bobo again. He actually just posted this one. Okay. Like just now. Do you ever recall actually laughing so hard that you peed yourself? No, I've never peed myself from laughing. I agree. I have never peed myself from laughing. But the hardest I've ever laughed was me and my buddies. We got a Chappelle show DVD. It was the lost episodes. Remember when they, oh, yeah. He just quit and it was like a big, huge, like pop culture story at the time. Yeah. But they took what was left, what was going to be season three and they put it out on a DVD and we watched his, uh, Howard Dean sketch yes. where he's ah! I yeah. that's I think that's the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. We I kept would, rewinding it and watching it over and over. Yeah. It was so funny. I would say for me, I was in college. We definitely had were like smoking weed. <laughs> and like the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of super troopers. Yes. I I thought I was gonna die. Like I could not breathe at the time. I've watched it since, and it's funny. But that night, but at the time, yeah, in a room full of dudes, you know, who, that definitely affects things. Because yeah. I remember I went with a group of guy guy buddies back when I was single. We went to the theater to watch Anchorman. Yeah, and like you said, that was so funny. Right. But then later on, you rent it and you watch it. And it's funny, funny. but no, it's not the same experience with a group of your friends. Yeah, like the first time with all your bros. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's that energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sitting in the living room. You're laughing, and that's making them laugh. And then their laughing is making you laugh. And everything is way funnier than than it should be. Exactly. I think that's why sometimes you watch a stand-up comedian, like a stand-up special, and it's funny, but... It's the crowd is laughing way more yes, right. than you are at home. Well, it's because they're there in yeah. the crowd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a guy that was there watching this, uh, watching that movie with me, shout out Mason. He and I went Friday night to Avondale Brewing to see uh, uh, Dark Star Orchestra, which is what I would like to say a 
tier one Grateful Dead cover band. Oh, nice. Right? Okay. There's plenty of tiers in yes. the Grateful Dead cover world. Uh, they've been around forever. They uh, Most nights will just replicate a Grateful Dead show. At the end, they're like, hey, we played this show from or 10, 18, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, this was their first show of this tour, so they kind of just played whatever they wanted to. Whatever. That's got nothing to do with the story. Middle way through, we're standing there, boffing. I don't really dance anymore. Just bob my head a little <laughs> bit. Maybe sway, you know. I'm too old and not cool to right. be dancing. Um, and my buddy Mason elbows me, and it was points, and there's a completely naked chick dancing. <laughs> Just strip straight down, dancing, not particularly beautiful or anything. She looks like a hippie girl, you know. Anyways. uh, But you're not not going to look. Right. And we had already talked on the way up there about how Hudson was jealous he wasn't going. And, you know, while we were there, I was like, man, it'd be cool. I was thinking to myself, I'd have been cool if he was here. He would have had fun, you know, all that. He could hang out with my my buddy and see me a little bit differently. Anyways, uh, and so I leaned over to Mason. And I was like, I, sh- I was like, I should send a picture of that to Hudson. <laughs> joking, right? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to take a picture of a naked hippie lady yeah. who's in her 40s, you know. Uh, and a little while later, a girl behind me was like, "Don't take her picture." And I was like, "I'm not taking her picture." <laughs> and she was like. You took her picture. And I was like, no, I didn't. Do you want to look through my camera roll? I was like, I, di- I didn't take her picture. And uh, and she was like, well, don't take her picture. I was like, I'm not taking your picture and sending it to my 15-year-old son. That was the joke. <laughs> you should have been like, I wasn't going to, but now yeah, I am. <laughs> I really wanted to after that. And so then I go back to normal because I'm like, I've proved to you, like, I have no pictures of her. You know, here's a picture of a price tag at Spiller Furniture where I work. Like, that's (laughs) as far as I scroll back. I was like, I don't have a picture of this lady. And uh, and then a little while later, her like, she puts on her, the lady miraculously puts on her clothes before security shows up. (laughs) I mean, down to the wire, I could see him walking towards her. She's boom. I don't know how she saw him. (laughs) Whatever. <laughs> and uh, so a little while later, his uh, her, I guess this lady's boyfriend, I never looked back in her direction again. Could have been just a random dude that walked up. Was like, yeah, her name's Moonbeam or whatever. It's like she gets <laughs> naked at every show. And I was like, even at a Grateful Dead cover band show. <laughs> <laughs> And he laughed at that. And uh, and I was like, good for her, you know? <laughs> so anyways, somebody thought I was a pervert in Birmingham. I was like, I'm not being a pervert. I didn't even really look at her. I took one glance, saw she didn't have any clothes on, saw she didn't have anything I wanted to look at, and I looked away. If I let her do her thing, that's fine. She could be happy. She's going to get kicked out. And then she pulled the most amazing dressing. And like, it took her two seconds. She was back skirt halter top on well sounds like she does it a lot yeah apparently according to old boy behind me she did it at panic in huntsville and it was awesome and i was like i don't know i wouldn't describe it as awesome (laughs) i would have told that lady i'm fixing to take a picture of her and photoshop your (laughs) face on it (laughs) i was like i was like you look at i swap through i was like i don't have any pictures of this lady i've taken two pictures since i've gotten here just to rub it in the hudson that he wasn't here yeah and i was like that's it 
I was like, here, look, here's a picture of me in high school with a mustache. I should have started describing <laughs> each of them. <laughs> this is Deidre and I on our senior trip in 1995. Man. Yeah. Well, John, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We thank you guys so much for everything you do for donating to our show and supporting what we do. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Those fine individuals are Mr. Shane White, Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Nicole Walter, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Thank you guys so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several tiers, but the $5 tier gets you EarthOddity Extended. That's like an extra show that we do after this one. What do we got coming up in the extension today? Okay, we're going to talk about a morgue worker who got in a little trouble. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a story about a woman who stole a car to make it to a job interview. Okay. Man, hate that. <laughs> yeah. And we might be sending John to the Gaza Strip okay. to negotiate peace. Yeah, let me. In, uh, the, in the Middle East. I think I could probably do it. <laughs> like, hey, guys, we all just got to be cool here. All right. <laughs> we can come to a resolution. Can we just agree that we don't want to annihilate the other side? Sure. Let's start there. First of all, I'm going to need Israel and Palestine to admit that Jesus is Lord. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll move on from there. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. He could fix all of this. (laughs) Right. He tried once and y'all killed him. Okay. What are you going to do? Kill him again? Yeah. yeah. He's already <laughs> made. He's back from the dead. <laughs> I, I like to remind people he's not going to be as friendly when he comes back again. So you better get on board now, you know? <laughs> right. I, I don't, I'm not trying to scare anybody into it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just pointing that out because a lot of people like to portray Jesus as a, hippie, socialist, whatever guy. Mm -hmm. That was one part of him. But look, the whole other part, well, I don't know about socialists. He never really identified with a political movement in any way. I was about to say, yeah, like... It's a monarchy. He was... The New Testament church, it was clear that we were supposed to share and take care of each other. other. Right. Yes. Yes. But now as far as the actual system of government... Right. Spelled out in some kind of founding document. No. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. But he, just, hey, he, you know what? Yeah. If your enemy is thirsty, you know, give him a drink. Right. So basically, all, everybody be cool. That's <laughs> That was his message. <laughs> yes. Everybody be cool to each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. He is on board with monarchy, though. And he is and king. He's the monarch. He is the king. All right. So Israel, Palestine, let's get on board. <laughs> With that, we're sending Franklin Graham over right now. We're going to have a crusade. We'll get it taken care of. Yeah. So pack your shoebox. Yes. Yeah, so you're going to get a shoebox <laughs> full of Dollar General toys <laughs> and a wash rag and maybe a toothbrush. And a New Testament. And, oh, definitely a New Testament. Yes. I might throw an Avenger cube in there. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
the Operation Christmas Child is an amazing idea. That's a great thing that, I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's not just Baptists doing it. A lot of churches do it. And Dollar General world. allows us to pack more shoeboxes. Exactly. They <laughs> so, definitely do. Yes. Right. If we were shopping at Target for oh, all these shoeboxes, yeah, right. there wouldn't be nowhere near as many. No, not at all. We put socks, all kind of stuff in there. It's fun. I like to imagine the kids getting those shoeboxes on Christmas. I like to imagine deep down that they think maybe it come from the North Pole. <laughs> it was made <laughs> by so. elves. Sure. <laughs> I like to see how much stuff I can get in them. Yeah. No joke. It's like a challenge to me. Yeah. I love it. It's fun. It always makes me mad when I want to stick like army men in there, those little plastic army men. Right. Those would be perfect. And my wife is like, no, no war toys. It says so on the website. These are peacekeeping forces. (laughs) 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 They're trying to keep weapons out of Gaza. That's right. And chocolate. <laughs> and chocolates. <laughs> yes. Well, you got anything else? No, that's it. I, I, I've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us. No matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to check out our website, it's earthoddity.net on the World Wide Web. If you would like to tweet at us on X, we are underscore earthoddity on X. We have an Instagram handle with show art sometimes. That's underderscore earthoddity on Instagram. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not responsible enough to run a social media page. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not responsible enough to post on time. So. We're all a bunch of irresponsibles around here. Yeah. Uh, We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome, patrons, to the patron extension. So glad to have y'all here and listening to this as we make fun of (laughs) tragedies. Sure. Going on around the world. Why not? That's all you can do, I guess, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I can't fix it. Right. And they've been fighting for decades. Centuries. So. Centuries. Mm-hmm.